I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here we go. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. I am Rich Orris. I am a senior home consultant for Mosby Building Arts, showing some of my age, but actually it's not age. It's time in the company, how long I've been actually doing it. Um, And for the next hour, I am your host of Right at Home with Rich. I want to thank everybody for listening on this Mother's Day weekend. And don't forget... If you call in today, you're eligible for that $25 Stephanina's gift card, and that is more than enough to take your mom out for a great Italian dinner at Stephanina's. The number you need, 314-241-9797. Make sure you leave a number so if you're the big winner, we can contact you and get that card to you next week. So on today's show, I've got information on upgrading your builder-grade home I've got some windows, doors, and is your mom's home designed to keep her there for years to come? I know you're probably going to be over there tomorrow. The topic, universal design, aging in place, and of course, in the center of the show, I will have my hack. You do not want to miss this. So the question for everyone today is, what builder-grade item in your home are you dying to replace? I know everyone has some of those things and, and they got something they want to do. So call in, let me know what ails you about your builder grade home. And let's get started. Call in right now, 314-241-9797. And uh, so, so to kind of kick things off, I want to remind everybody of our, our next seminar coming up. It's a little, It's a little ways off, but I like to throw the reminders out there so people can start thinking about it because, you know, with the aging in place stuff and everything, bathrooms will be a a good part of the topic and conversation today. And our next seminar is on bathrooms on June 8th. Um, It's at the Missouri Athletic Club West. It'll be at 1030 in the morning. Doors will open about 10 a.m. And uh, if you would like to attend you can email us at events at mosby.com or just call our office 314-909-1800 and let us know you just, you're just you interested, want to be a part of it so we can get a list going and have everything that we need for everybody for that seminar. And you can always find all of this information on our website, callmosby.com. That's C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B. By.com. And on the website, you can find links to all the social media, YouTube videos. You can find stuff about our broadcasting. You can find everything about our divisions, the exteriors, 
the right bath, right kitchen, and Mosby Design Build. Um, latest blogs. The blogs are so valuable, just like those seminars. Um, you can find the information on the seminars and in later upcoming seminars. If there's a topic that you would like to attend and, and see a seminar on, find that topic. And, and we've got a few, you know, the rest of the year out there on that. So check it out, www.callmosby.com. So to get things started, while we wait for the phones to light up, um, Eric, I know this is um, this is your area. I like to get you involved when we get sure, into sure. you know the kids thing, different <laughs> stuff, and, and so thinking about you know areas in your home when upgrading a builder grade home. What's you know the best things to to upgrade stuff like that? And I know we've talked several times mm-hmm. about. You know, your home, this subject, my home, same, there's a lot of the same stuff. Um, and uh, so what What just tears you up about your house, or what's the biggest well, builder I, grade thing that drives you crazy? I'll tell you, one, one that's very specific, and I think probably will make a lot of people go, yeah, that's it. If you, Especially if you have, you know, more than two kids in the same house, that's the laundry room. Ah, yes. Builder grade laundry rooms are not designed to be functional for more than a single person you know, managing their situation. I've got with five little ones around the house, boy, I would, I would make some changes there in yeah. a heartbeat. A lot of cubbies, I bet. <laughs> a lot of cubbies, that sort of thing. But that's, a, the, I think the, the biggest thing, and like, this is what I've learned from you, Rich, in the way that Mosby from a design standpoint thinks about like a renovation or a project. You don't necessarily start from the way it looks per mm-hmm. se. It's a system. Your home is a system. And a series of systems that work together to give you that, whether you're talking about the HVAC system or what have you, but even the functional way that you do life yes. needs to be reflected in the design of the home. And uh, if you know, if you're in my situation, you you've got to brute force some of those systems sometimes into that builder grade platform where you're like, okay, this was not designed to handle this situation. What can I put here to make it work? And I see that a lot with laundry, a lot with uh, the kitchen. Yeah. And meals and of course the you know, the the bathrooms with morning and evening routines. How do we systematize this, make sure that everything has its place, even if this home wasn't built with that place in mind, yep. uh, and make it work. Yep. And and that's a, a great point you bring up too, because every, when everyone talks about builder grade materials and homes and they they talk about it's always about the material, but it's not always so much they don't think about that functionality aspect, how yep. it works. You know, I, I know last year at some point I did this um, story about designing new construction homes, and mm-hmm. I was reading an article, and the people said, well, millennials love dogs, so they're putting these these dog stations in all the laundry rooms yep. in, in these yeah. you know, new builder-grade homes, and you can your dog food or your dog bath or your dog this, and I'm like, so do only millennials buy new homes? Yeah, I don't, yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, we got a couple cats. Not everybody's a dog person. Well, and it, can I just say one thing that I think every time I see, the, especially the builder grade solutions for the dog or pet situation in the laundry room is, if you own a pet and you do laundry, you realize that pet hair is a laundry issue. Yeah. And if you put them all in the same room, you might exacerbate that particular yeah. issue. You know, and I just like. 
uh, maybe that's not the best idea to have the the dog bed right next to the dryer. Yeah. You'll, <laughs> yeah. you just sucking spread in it all everywhere. the dog yeah. hair, getting all over your clothes as you're trying to fold them. And yeah, and that's you know that's that's a, a fine point. And you know at Mosby when we're looking at changing these stuff, the, all this type of stuff, we're also looking at how you know it's more client owner specific. How are you going to use this? What do you do? What type of pet do you have? All these different things to, you know, get it specific for that client. In the way you approach kitchen layouts, where it's like designing the kitchen as if someone will use it versus (laughs) designing the kitchen where it looks great in a photograph and you're like, I literally don't have a drawer to put my forks. You know, (laughs) I I didn't realize that till I bought this place, but where'd where'd that drawer go? You know? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I'll tell you, part of the, the... I think the builder grade issue comes in with the functionality and everything is also just trying to make it all fit in there mm-hmm. when they're, you know, cause they have these stipulations on size and different things. And, you know, I did a, my, my son took an architectural class at his high school, mm-hmm. sophomore, junior year, something like that. And they gave him a thing. Here's, here's the list of how to design your house. And, and I helped him with it. And I thought, well, this is going to be a piece of cake. You know, like I can totally do this on a high school level. I'm not an architect, but you know, I've been building houses. I've been remodeling houses. So we went through the whole list. You know, it's the house is 2000 square feet. The kitchen has to be this size, the, this, that needs a door off the back. It needs all these stipulations and trying to put all those together into the layout of a house. It was so difficult it was like, well, that kitchen's really not going to function, you know, but we have to have the door. How do we, so I can totally get them trying to, you know, just not looking out for the client because they're like, I just got to make a fit. So we're just going to do it like this, yeah, you know, and you get the size house you, you, you need at a price that you need, but you get cheap stuff in it. You get a poor layout, you get, you know, and yeah, thinking of all that stuff later, there is a long, long list of all the things that we can uh, get to when when we get back from the break here on what are some of those items, what can we do. Um, we got Robert on the line, a lot of rain going on, great day to be a mother duck, so he's got a gutter question. Robert, if you could hold the line, we will get to you when we return. All right, we are back, and uh, we got some great topics for you today, but I do want to hear... What's on your mind? I want to hear your your home ales of your builder grade home. I want to hear uh, any remodeling, different projects you have going on, or any questions about the projects, how they're happening, how to get things put together for you. Please feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797. So as promised, Robert, I'm going to jump right to you. Are you with us? You got a gutter question? Yes, I do. Hey, thank you for calling in. What do you got going on? Well, I want to put some new gutters on my mother's house, and uh, she's got about 150 feet of uh, gutter gutters, including the downspouts. But I have no idea what a fair average price should be. I've got one quote. I'm going to get another one. But um, I know nothing about gutters. Aluminum, vinyl, cost, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So if you can help me out, I'd appreciate it. Um, so yeah, it is kind of tough because they're definitely, so all your gutters are going to be aluminum. Um, they'll all be a colored aluminum. Some will be a little bit thicker aluminum than the others. So, 
so much drives the cost in, you know, how thick of a metal are they using? Okay. Um, so some might be a little better than other others, although majority of most of the companies are going to be using a pretty standard, you know, pretty similar across the board. So pricing issue comes into, you know, service and who are you dealing with? Okay. Um, will they, will they show up? Are they going to do good? Are they going to get it right? Is it someone, you know, that actually performs it themselves? Is it a company that hires a subcontractor and has them come put it on? Um, or, you know, is it somebody that just will, you know, kind of like, like Mosby does everything for the home and has their own people and their own equipment to do that task with their own employees so that it's not subcontractors. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, like, a, a, a lineal foot price because they all fit into different business models. Okay. So, you know, you could probably find a handyman guy that can, that can make it happen buying, um, gutters that, that have seams from like home Depot, um, that are either the vinyl, which I wouldn't recommend or, or the aluminum, but has a, a seam every 10 feet. Um, right. and, and that's going to be way down at like a four or $5 or something, a lineal foot, maybe six. Um, and you can get all the way up into, you know, 10 or 12, the, the more you buy up that food chain with the company and the service, the more you're going to get to like a 10, 12. Um, and of course you get to like a leaf guard end result, never have maintenance on your gutter again. I don't know that they may even be like 20 or 25. It's, you know gets, gets pretty expensive. So, so you really got to look at the company, who they are, you know, their, their better business bureau rating. Do they have any, you know, ratings on, on Google or, or anything like that? Do they have, you know, people they could recommend that, Hey, we did all this work for, you know, what, what's the quality of that company is going to drive that lineal foot price. Well, I, um, my mother's house is in upstate New York, which is basically in the middle of nowhere up on the Canadian border. This is a local yokel um, organization. I was referred to them by some other people I've had work done at my mother's house. The guy, the owner came over. We spoke. They're going to do the aluminum uh, gutters right there on the premises mm-hmm. to, the, to the house. So what, what thickness are you talking about here, Rich? I mean, what, what's a good thickness? Um, you know, I'd have to look it up. I don't know the, the size off the, the, the thickness off the top of my head. It's kind of like a decimal point number, like a point two Oh, or a point, you know, two five, um, the lower the number, the thicker it's going to be. Um, and, and it's, you know, so I I would just ask, you know, and see what, what number they put out there. And, and, um, but I I can't remember off what the standard number is off the top of my head, like a roofing for a, uh, a metal for a roof is way, way thicker than like a metal for a gutter or okay. the even thinner than the gutter is the metal for like the, the soffit and fascia material when you side a house or when you wrap around a door or a window with right. that metal. Cause you're bending it, not with a machine, but with like a, a hand machine that you use your arm strength to bend and everything. So that's a little bit, you know, right. thinner than, than all of those. So you just want to make sure they're using, you know, right. uh, a more standard one for, for an actual gutter. Gotcha. 
So All right. I, I, I feel pretty comfortable with the company. Uh, they've been around a long time. And like I said, the owner actually came out and did the estimate for me. And he was actually, I knew him from high school. But okay. uh, anyway, um, I so, feel pretty comfortable with that. I just, uh, I'm just trying to get a kind of a quasi ballpark on what a fair price would be. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, that's hard to say. It could be anywhere from five bucks to 25 bucks, depending okay. on the company. So are you up in New York too? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm calling from Maryland. My mom was oh. up in, in, in awesome. Yeah, up on Lake Champlain. Great. That's awesome. I love the outreach and, you know, the internet and all the stuff, how we can get to, to so many people. That's, uh, that's really exciting. And that's a, that, that does another thing for pricing too. You know, it's, it, it makes it even tougher because in the areas, you know, like when you, when you go to buy a house, things in, in like Texas are much cheaper than, than St. Louis, some of the remodeling and housing market, you know, right. California, Denver, these places are way more, you know, you, the same house you could buy in St. Louis for 330,000 in California is probably a million dollars, you know? Right. So it kind of, yeah. it makes that pricing thing hard too, you know, for the different areas, it's going to be different everywhere. Yeah. This area is, is not that affluent. It's, uh, I'm sure that they're pricing it for their market up there. So they're in the four to $5 range. Um, but how, Hey, Rich, how do, they, how do they make these aluminum gutters seamless? I mean, they've got to have a seam somewhere, don't they? Um, well, not typically, um, because so basically what they do is it's a machine that the metal rolls off of a roll through the machine. So they can make it as long as the roll of metal. So if you have a 100-foot roll of metal, you can make a 100-foot gutter. Gotcha. Um, okay. So they can make them really, really long. Of course, you'd need like you know, seventeen people to walk around with a hundred and fifty foot gutter. But you know, it's what can you handle too. But yeah, so that's how they can do. Like if the side of your house is forty feet, they can make it one long run. Gotcha. Well, it's a rancher. It's seventy foot long and uh, with a little bit of a, uh, a jut in the middle. Yeah. The front door. But uh, yeah, I mean, across the back is basically a seventy foot run. <clears throat> yep. They can do it. Good. All right. Good luck. Hey, thanks for the call from from Maryland, too. That's really exciting. I appreciate that. And uh, with all the rain that we're having, man, is it, you know, I'm surprised there's not a lot more gutter questions. You know, today there's we've had a ton of rain and a ton coming in, and, you know, nothing's going to stop. It's an awesome, like I said, an awesome weekend with Mother's Day to be the mother duck walking around, you know, having all your little ones follow you around and everything for sure. So um, I'm going to jump to uh, Eric here has a question um, about a patio sink. And Eric, we've got about a minute and a half or something like that. Um, can you? Okay. Um, it's a 12 by 16, 40 year old home. It's got lots of cracks, but it's all in, you know, stable shape. Still uh-huh. slopes away from the house. Okay. Since it's sunk about three inches, I was wanting to like, Seal up those cracks, maybe you know, rubberize it or whatever, sand and put pavers on it. Is there a problem with that, or do I have to pull out all that concrete? Well, uh, so really, the problem with that is going to go back to just the age old theory that everything is good as its base, and mm-hmm. so the the concrete has sunk because of the base underneath it and the ground moving and not holding it. They they probably don't have a really really good rock base down there. Okay. So when you take that and you add 
the pavers on top of it and you make it even heavier. Okay. You may get more movement and more sinking in the future because that concrete is under there and you've just added weight to it. And so, I mean, you're a lot better bet is to take that concrete out because also your pavers have a, a deeper base than like your concrete actually does. It'll have a four inch base. All right. We are back. We are rolling, rolling through this and um, having a great time. I want to get to some of these callers. I got a, I got a list going here. I'm going to, I'm going to get to you for sure. I promise. Um, I want to invite everybody else Go ahead and call in, um, fill this list up, and we'll just keep these calls going. 314-241-9797. So I am going to run here, and we're just going to jump on the line. I'm going to go to Charles because he has a uh, comment about that laundry room I think we were talking about. Charles, are you there? Yes, sir. I sure am. Hey, what do you got going on? Well, I'm an ashy home inspector, and I'm in and out of a lot of newer homes. And it, it amazes me how you go into a three and four bedroom house and they got the laundry room stuck between the kitchen and the garage. And when you're doing the laundry, you can't even get in the garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just this little teeny room. It just makes no sense to me at all. My, my second pet peeve is these newer homes are only making the garages 19 foot deep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Pick you. Trucks are so value, so popular today, and you can't get a full size pickup truck in a new garage. Yes, you know? absolutely. And yeah. uh, the third thing that kind of just I don't understand is they're making all these side entry garages, and you can't hardly get your car in the garage. I mean, you you have to pull in and back up and pull in and back up. You know, to get in your garage, then you got to do the same thing to get out. Yeah. Why would you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a house and you have to go through that every time you want to put your car in a garage? It just, that just blows my mind. Yeah, no, that's, there's so many things like that that, and that laundry room's so far from really where you need to be. Wherever you need to be. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely so. Yeah, I, I, I guess as an inspector, you're you're kind of like me. You get to see so many different things, you know, um, in in what people do and and stuff like that. I, I'm I'm betting common like me, it probably never ceases to amaze you the things that you find out there like that. Yeah, and in rehabs, a lot of times they, these some of the rehabbers just you know, like the other day I did, I had one. It was a five bedroom house. And they completely redid the kitchen, and they left a thirty-inch space for the refrigerator. You know, I mean, I mean, you're setting the house up for a family of several kids, and you got an apartment-sized refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, and and they and they spent thirty or forty thousand dollars on the kitchen. You know yeah. what I mean? And they still got, you know, you still got that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's trying to make a fit's tough and it's, it's crazy. The things that you find out there. And when, you know, I, I've, I know I've said several times on the air when I was, you know, being, being from construction, everything, when I was home shopping, I literally just carried my laser tape measure every time we went to go look at a house. And the first thing I would do is I'd walk in the garage and I'd shoot my tape across the length of that garage. And I'd say, we're done. 
Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not parking yeah. outside, and my yeah. truck would not fit in that standard garage. It just yeah. absolutely wouldn't. I've, I've had I've had clients to, you know, back out of their real estate contract because of that. Yeah. You, know, you just say, hey, I got a $60,000 pickup truck, and I'm not going to leave it to sit out. Yep. I've had, I've actually had clients where we've, we've, um, cut into the wall and put a header and everything across there to create an opening inside that, that two by four wall, just to get the nose of the bumper inside that wall so that the truck then fits. It's pretty amazing. So, Hey, I appreciate the call and appreciate your services out there and everything. And, um, some definitely great, great points, um, on that builder grade stuff that we all know and don't love so much, I think. Yeah. Well, some of these houses are not cheap, you know, they're, they're Oh, they're not a lot of money. Yep. And, and then to do that, I'm just like, I just don't understand it. Yep. But, I, I think honestly, it's usually a money issue. It's they're trying to do everything to keep the cost of the house down. So they do these goofy things that kind of help that. And, you know, it, it gets people into kind of the size house they're looking for, but it does silly things like, you know, the, the weird garage, how you get in and out is tough because they're trying to fit it on the lot or they're trying, you know, it's just, yeah, they're under a bunch of stipulations. It's very, very interesting, but yep. Appreciate the call, Charles. Thanks. I like your show. Thanks for the input. Hey, I appreciate that very much. Thanks for being a listener. And we are going to jump here to, uh, Larry and, uh, Larry has a question about a walk-in shower. Are you with us, Larry? Yes, I am. Hey, how uh, you doing? What's going on? I'm doing okay, Rich. I've got a typical uh, ranch house, 20 years old. It's a two-and-a-half bath, and we're thinking about putting in a walk-in shower in the master bath. It's a small bathroom. Um, I'm a 100% disabled vet, so I know my safety comes first. But uh, I was wondering... What does that do to the value of my house? Does it lessen the value of my house, or does it increase it? And also, my next question is, what about the cost? Uh, We're on a set income, so I know some of these are extravagant, but can you give me an idea on a basic walk-in? Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's there's a couple different ways that you could do that. A true walk-in shower where your floor, you know, literally turns into the shower and it starts, you know, sloping downward. The, the, really the only way to do that is to, you have to either raise the bathroom floor up enough that you kind of create a step, you know, into the bathroom so that you can have the slope to actually drain in the shower, which obviously isn't good in your case for sure, being actually disabled. Um, so the other way that you actually achieve that is you have to then work on the framing of the subfloor to actually lower that down in that area so that you can have a regular thickness floor where you can go from like, you know, bedroom or hall right into the, you know, from floor to floor without a bump. And then when you get to the shower, it can just start to to sink down and, and slope to the drain and everything. That is indeed the best way for your circumstance, but like you were saying, it is the most expensive way to do that because you're affecting the the flooring and, and all the stuff. 
um, you know, in there in the, in the subfloor and everything to make that happen. There is another way that um, there's a company called Onyx that makes shower material, shower floors. They make wall panels that's kind of similar to, you know, cultured marble, if, you, if everybody understands what that is. It's, right. a, it's better made. It's got better warranties. It's a better finish. But they make what we call a low-profile um, shower floor base. So it only has about an inch and a half or, or so step up into the shower. And so when you put that on the subfloor and then you put a ceramic tile floor next to it, that ceramic tile floor is approximately about an inch thick. Um, so what happens is it shrinks that step to about, you know, between an inch and maybe three quarters of an inch or something like that into that shower. And Onyx also makes like a wheelchair ramp that you can put outside that shower that would go from the, the tile, you know, onto that shower floor. And then you get the slope for that shower floor, you know, down into the drain and everything and everything works. So that's a little less expensive because you'll have a little bit of a ramp for getting in and out, but it's only, you know, maybe an inch max. Right. But it, you don't have to deal with the subfloor. So the, the next thing after that that comes into all your pricing and everything is, you know, what type of shower valves and wall panels, tile, not tile, stuff like that. And, and the question on, you know, does it affect your resale is if it's done well, I do not believe it would affect your resale at all because accessibility can work for everybody, for children, for you know, everybody down the road. So I don't believe it, it would. The, the only time I would say it would affect your, your resale is if it's really done just for 100% disabled and it looks that way. You just don't want it to look like it's, you're in a hospital. Right. You know, you make it look like a residential house. You have nice-looking grab bars and things like that that can be used as towel bars. And, and that visual, you know, aspect is good. The walk-in shower, people love them, no matter, you know, whether they're in a wheelchair or they can walk. They just, everybody loves them. So done well, I can, you know, it would help you out, and it would absolutely increase the value of your home you well, know, I'm instead not of decreasing. So yeah, but. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, but it, it definitely could help increase the value of the home instead of deter it, you know, um, if, if not done well, as far as pricing goes on a shower like that, that's, that's, you know, until you've really figured everything out, that's wildly, you know, hard to, um, to figure out based on size and all the stuff. But I would say, you know, you could be anywhere on a simple line, maybe $10,000 and then on up from there. And we do some really crazy, awesome, big showers that are just the shower is like $30,000, you know? Oh yeah, so, some of them are. Yeah. So you could be anywhere in there. And if you do the true walk-in where you're affecting the floor, you'll be well beyond that 10,000 range. You'll be, you know pushing 20, something like that. But it just depends on everything that, you know, how it works and the type of materials and everything that goes in it. But that's kind of a, a good guess on, on, a, on a range there for you. Okay. I appreciate it. You give me, give me some ideals here. 
Perfect. All right. And if you're, you know, interested, you can definitely, you know, if you're looking, call our office and we could come out and take a look at the shower and give you a lot better figure on what it would really take. I think that's what we're going to end up to to get something in there for you. Yeah. So I'd I'd recommend, you know, give our, give our office a a shout. um, And for you and for anybody out there looking for stuff like this, 314-909-1800. And Larry, I appreciate the call. I got to get into a break here. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll get to a couple more calls when we return. All right. We are back. Final segment. Having a great time. Time's flying by way, way too fast, as it always does. Um, Steve, Patrick, I'm going to jump to you guys just a minute, if you could hang on for a couple more minutes. But I do got to get this out because I've had so many calls. I, I skipped right over my uh, my ride-at-home hack. And um, so if you were listening last week, we did a thing about uh, vapor barriers in Missouri. Should you use them? If you want to find anything, you can go to 971's uh, News Talks website and you can find all these back podcasts of the shows and you can get to all of these hacks in the, in the middle of those shows. But for today, I want to talk about the secret to mold remediation, the thing that everybody needs to know about. I'll make this kind of quick, but, you know, the first thing we need to know to, to get to that is what makes, you know, what causes mold, what gets it to grow. And mold needs three elements to grow. It needs a food source, a water source, and it needs kind of like darkness or as little light as possible, a, a place to kind of hide um, behind a picture, inside a wall, whatever it is. Um, so when you go to remediate it, we know we need all the proper steps. We know we need the right gear, you know, protection so we protect ourselves. We know we need plastic up and to protect the unaffected areas of the home. We need to double bag it and throw it away in the proper place. But really the secret to, you know, cleaning up mold is to look at the reasons we have it. And of course the food source, you've got, you know, paper, wood, cloth, all the things that a home are built of. So we can't really make those go away. The darkness inside the walls, basements, attics, crawl spaces, you know, it's going to be pretty hard to, to get, artificial light inside all these places. So it's, it's the, the moisture. It needs the water, the moisture, some sort of moisture source in order to do it. And what people miss out on the most is actually figuring out where that moisture is coming from and taking care of the actual moisture problem that you have. How is that water, you know, so building homes better, doing the siding, the flashing, keeping that water away, getting the roof right, you know, keeping the water leaks out, doing the basements, the crawl spaces the best way. All these things are the importance in actually stopping that that mold from growing. You can remediate the mold and it just won't matter. It can come back if you absolutely do not take care of where it's getting its moisture. So think about, you know, having digital hygrometers on every level of the house. Think about you know, having a dehumidifier or think about having a humidifier during a dry season, you know, dehumidifiers work when it's wet, but you don't want it to be too dry either. Um, so all these things to, to protect that home and protect, you know, your largest investment out there. Um, so just remember, no matter who you're getting in to fix this mold issue, make sure they are finding the issue with the water, correcting the issue with the water and getting it taken care of, 
you know, completely. So you can tune in next week and every week to hear my right at home hacks. I will have one every single week. And, um, so we're, how, hey, Eric, how much time we have left? Got two minutes. So, um, I think Steve, I'm going to go to Steve real quick. Cause he has a comment about, um, helping his, make his laundry room better. How you doing, hey, Steve? Show. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, I heard you talking about laundry rooms and uh, kitchens. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about a little hack that my wife came up with. She is very creative and uh, has a real flair for organization. About five years ago, when we redid our kitchen, you know, all of our kitchen cabinets, as usual, they're structurally sound. They're just out of date, and the finish is a little worn, etc. Yeah. Um, she came up with the idea. Our our laundry room is. a not perfect, but it's not bad. It's about five by fifteen feet with uh, alcoves for the washer and dryer, so they're out of the out of the main lane. She came up with the idea of reusing our old kitchen cabinet. She had them sanded down and painted really nicely, and new oh, yeah. hardware put on, and mounted the the wall cabinets only. We didn't do the base cabinets, but mounted the wall cabinets on the wall, uh, both over the washer and on the opposite wall, so it just increased the tremendous... Uh, and then she also had shelves put in to manage uh, things like laundry baskets and that sort of thing. And yeah, it, that's great. Uh, and a, you know, keep turned out amazing. I mean, she uh, really even amazed the contractor who we had doing the work. Uh, he yeah. was really, really impressed by her idea. No, that's awesome, and I love the, the, you know, coming from construction, we did that sort of stuff all the time for ourselves, because yeah. we were like, these cabinets aren't that bad, I'm going to take them home and put yeah. them in my garage, has a, has a you know, so. She does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and keep it out of the landfill if you can, yeah, exactly. that's another yeah. great uh, thing, you know, yeah, exactly. to help out, yep. Yep. So, Steve, hey, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate appreciate the call. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. I really, I really love it. And I want to get out there real quick uh, before we run. I'm going to pick the name out here. So we got Eric is our winner of the uh, gift card today. So we'll contact you next week and get that out to you. And everybody, I will talk to you next week. Stay tuned for Priscilla's All Around the Yard. Up next.